0: Welcome to Recently Logged, where this time, it's war. Hello. Hey. It's me. It, it It's you? <laughs> it's me, Robbie. Got <laughs> no context it's there. It's me, Micah, which is a very <laughs> awkward way to say that. Well, now that we've all been introduced, uh, you can find out what kind of show this is, Mike. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hi, guys. This has got to be the worst week, intro we've ever done. This week we're talking about aliens. <laughs> talking about uh, Technically, aliens. it's a continuation of... Uh, our quote-unquote series it's been a while uh but we did alien we did an episode on Um, alien uh, a couple weeks ago if you want to hear our thoughts on alien go check that out (laughs) i think alien's a better movie but uh indeed now we're talking about Alien. we're gonna be talking about the second more than one of them the second Um, (laughs) movie in the alien franchise uh james cameron james cameron uh so this will be interesting i have a lot to say about this uh because there are two different editions of the movie, and we watch both of them, and I think one of them is very, 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 very superior. Well, there uh, you go. And we'll talk about that. <laughs> uh, but I think first we should go over what we need to know, or what we need to know, what you, <laughs> what need they to need know to know about aliens. Let's do it. All right, so Aliens is a 1986 movie, which you very much feel that it's an 80s movie. (laughs) It is rated R. It's two hours and 17 minutes. Uh, The little IMDb description is, Decades after surviving the Nostromo incident, Ellen Ripley is sent out to reestablish contact with a terraforming colony, but finds herself battling the alien queen and her offspring. Nostromo is still such a cool name for a ship. <laughs> Gotta love it. Uh, the cast features Sigourney Weaver, if you can imagine. <laughs> wow. Uh, I said Michael Bean, but Robbie said this was wrong. Uh, uh, I said Bine would probably be Michael a better way to pronounce it. Kind of looks like Michael Bean to me. Uh, <laughs> Carrie Henn, uh, Paul Razor uh Lance Henriksen Bill Paxton Bill Paxton is here <laughs> William yeah. Hope and others and others. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> directed by James Cameron uh story by James Cameron uh David Giller and Walter Hill there you go and uh did they need to know anything else right do I don't think so other, I mean do you have any other things to add any any kind of Fun details. Uh, cinematographer is Adrian Biddle. Oh, yeah. This is a really well-shot movie, Let's man. think he's a cool guy. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't remember the name of the editor, though. Composer, right? James Horner. Yeah, apparently James Horner, I was reading up on this movie, apparently he had a very uh, like small, small window to work on the score for this movie. <laughs> editor is Ray Lovejoy, yeah. editor of The Shining in 2001, and Batman, <laughs> like bad <laughs> I was about to say Ray lovejoy Good editor, as it turns out. <laughs> uh but yeah, that's that's pretty much everything they need to know. I think. that's that's all you need to know. There you go. So Rabbi. Yes uh what do you think oh and i forgot about this i should have mentioned (laughs) there's one more thing you guys need to know hold up oh no Uh, the last thing you guys need to know is that there was a special edition released from this i think like three years after this movie came out um and according to the little intro by jim cameron (laughs) uh hit director hit don't know director. if you've heard of him <laughs> might have heard of him <laughs> this was the original version essentially um, yeah this was more closely to what he wanted to put out uh but then they cut it down to what the theatrical release of aliens is and they cut down a whole 17 minutes of the film. What's which funny is a lot. <laughs> is they didn't they didn't like rework any of the scenes for the theatrical cut. They literally just chopped stuff out of the special edition <laughs> like what I assume is the original cut, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like it very much feels very like the original cut. Yeah. And the first time I well, yeah, I'll get to that in a second. What yeah. do you think of the theatrical and special edition if you could sum it up in brief words? Of Aliens, Aliens. Um, I was pleasantly surprised i think by aliens like you know uh, for anyone who listened to our alien episode i was a pretty big fan of that movie it's one of my favorite like sci-fi movies and horror movies too um and this one takes it in a bit of a different direction uh than the first one it's more action Uh, It's a lot more thriller than horror. Um, I don't know, but it's still a lot of fun. Uh, James Cameron, I think, is like a phenomenal director. (laughs) And like even this early on in his career, which, I mean, most people like Terminator. From what I understand, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Um, but still, man, this was his third movie, (laughs) Counting Piranha 2. (laughs) I was about to say, Counting Piranha 2. (laughs) Um, It's pretty crazy that he was able to direct something like this and write something like this on top of that. But it's a really fun, well crafted movie. I think it continues like the general alien overarching story pretty well. Um, I like a lot of the themes that it touches on. I like a lot of the set pieces. I love the xenomorphs in this. Like, I love the visual effects and makeup. And I think it looks phenomenal. I think it sounds phenomenal. um, And I think it's just a a really good time. I, I love all the side characters too. I'm really surprised always with how well like filled out most of James Cameron's movies are when it comes to like side characters and everything. It's very nice. But yeah, it's a good movie. Did you did you mention even what I asked, right? Yeah, no, I know. Um, the theatrical cut, I, I mean, it feels weird to talk about the theatrical cut after you see the special edition, because the special edition just feels like a much more complete movie. It just feels like the original cut. Yeah, I was about to say, it feels like what the movie was meant to be like, because, you know, like... It was it was edited by a really good editor <laughs> and it has a very good like rhythm to it and, and oopsie whoopsie <laughs> the theatrical cut doesn't exactly does not yeah have a very good rhythm like there's an attempt to kind of fill the space left by like what they take out like they try and recut it to a pretty decent rhythm, but it just ends up kind of choppy and weird um and that like even the first time i watched it i'm like that it seems like something's missing here and then every literally it was it was making me laugh when we were watching it last night literally every time where i'm like that was kind of a weird beat when we watched the theatrical cut but when we watched the special edition after that any time i felt that i was like oh they literally cut something out <laughs> at that point like right it's such a well edited movie and a well paced movie that like you could tell something was missing no yeah so <laughs> But what about you, Michael? So, yeah, when I first watched the theatrical cut of this, mm-hmm. um, I was not a big fan. Like, it was good. Um, I gave it a three and a half the first yeah. time I watched it. It was good. Uh, but especially being that, like, a lot of people I know of had given this, like, a five out of five. They've been like, this is so great. Some people I know like it better than Alien. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, man. <laughs> and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, okay what's all that about? Because I feel like, I, I don't know, I feel a lot more justified about this, This like and now that I've seen the special edition, yeah. but before I had seen the special edition, I was just like, this is, this is weird. There's something off about this. Yeah, I I felt like very strongly. You can read my review before I ever watched the special edition. I would, I just it just felt off. I didn't get connected to, with any of the characters. No, and it the does pacing feel feels weird. Yeah, um, everything feels very unset up. Um, a lot of its themes just kind of pop up halfway mm-hmm. through the movie. Um, yeah, a lot of the setup at the beginning is when they I was cut out. I was just like, this is this is good, like this is a good action movie. It's well shot and everything. And the characters are good, but like, this is weird. (laughs) And then I watched the special edition and, and kind of similarly to Robbie, every time I felt like something was really weird or every time I felt like something was thrown in an unset up, literally there were entire scenes cut (laughs) that set up stuff that made it feel so much more natural that allowed me Mm -hmm. to get invested in the characters that gave Newt more of a character. Um, right and then like so many editing beats just got to get to last longer there was a lot more atmosphere yeah like a lot more atmospheric shots um so very like you know more reminiscent of the first movie that allowed the atmosphere to be a little bit more dread-filled kind of what i think alien should be yeah that's just what an alien movie should have is like dread-filled atmosphere um Again, the side characters, awesome. Cinematography, awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot more goofy than the first Alien, I would say, but it it's is a, a bit, James Cameron movie. It's a bit more like gonzo <laughs> filmmaking than you have, than Bill, you, have Bill you have Bill Paxton in a James yeah. Cameron movie, so it's going to be kind of goofy. Um, <laughs> but I think the special edition of this... Although it's still not nearly, in my opinion, as personally good to me. Like I, I, I just like Alien a heck of a lot better. I think the special edition of this is a practically perfect movie. Um, yeah, it's I would it's tend just to agree. So well put together. <laughs> And only, only a couple of the effects haven't aged well. On the whole, the effects look outstanding. Right. Um, it's because most of them are practical, you and know. And it sure does feel like an 80s movie. <laughs> right. But I gave the special edition a five out of five. I gave um, both uh, cuts a five, but I, I, it feels so silly, like after watching the special edition, to give the theatrical cut a five because there are just so many, like, glaring problems with it. That's what I was saying when you gave the theatrical cut a five. Well, I mean, when I first rated the theatrical cut, um, like I was like, I'm going to watch it again tomorrow. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt that I would probably enjoy it more the second time. Um, And I did, but also I watched a different cut of it. So... I really want to know... I In reality, know a the lot theatrical my, cut's more of a four. A lot of my friends on Letterboxd <laughs> have given this movie a five, and I really need to know. There are, there are, there are not very many reviews about it, but I really need to know. It, that they watched the special if edition. If they watched the special edition or not. <laughs> or if they're simply wrong. It really is, it really <laughs> is like a drastically different movie in Dude, my I eyes. feel like the special edition should just be the definitive release, Oh, absolutely, right? it should be. Like, I feel like James Cameron pretty much says as much. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like you would ha- kind of have to be... I don't know, have a, like a fundamental misunderstanding of the movie if you didn't feel the special edition was better. Like, sure... It's shorter in the theatrical cut, but you miss out on pretty much all of the thematic setup in the first bit. Um, Dude, a there's lot of a the plot huge, setup. A huge, <laughs> a huge thing they cut, uh, like, which ends up having them cut off multiple scenes later on, too. Yeah. Uh, but they cut an entire scene where they set up the fact that Ripley had a daughter yeah. before she before she went on the Nostromo mission. Exactly. And now she's been frozen for like 50-something years. 57 years. Um, So her daughter is now dead. Yeah, I was about to and say that. And that's she like died, a yeah. big that's a <laughs> if you've know if you know the movie that's that's real important context. I mean like yeah, if a, if the main character of the movie has a daughter that dies and like that's how you kick off a lot of the plot and like ripley's character arc throughout this movie and you just kind of pluck that information out of the movie it it drastically changes like decisions there are even scenes with newt where she talks about her daughter like that was like it's very important (laughs) to to what the movie has going i can't believe it got cut out it's that's still the craziest change that they made. Like beyond like, oh, the, you, get, you get like more colonies set up. You get some like smoother action sequences. You get more ambience. I think that's the most important thing that's in the special edition that isn't in the theatrical cut. Is that scene where like yeah they establish I, I mean, yeah, dead daughter and, and, and there are multiple like multiple scenes afterwards that they cut so short because the dialogue would go on to talk about her daughter (laughs) (laughs) right oh man that that's some of my favorite stuff in the movie now too yeah well and that's one of my biggest complaints (laughs) that i had with the theatrical cut was especially the daughter stuff Mm -hmm. like the the newt stuff i just i didn't like it i felt newt was completely flat and contrived to be there and had no setup and now it's (laughs) just halfway through now now ripley is going all like oh mother blah 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 and Newt was boring and plain and is always like oh no I've fallen down this hole I was about to say Newt feels like such a Uh, Like, well-rounded I was about to say, but in the... And, like, in the actual special edition. In the special edition, not only did they (laughs) set up very well the themes of Motherhood for Ripley, far Mm -hmm. before she meets Newt, but they also give a little bit of background to Newt, which makes her feel like a far more fleshed-out (laughs) character. Like an actual, like, person. (laughs) Also, they cut some of their dialogue scenes, which is crazy. (laughs) Right, there's, um... I don't know. Anytime it's just Ripley and Newt, um, they ended up cutting a lot of like their conversations, or at whoopsie, least changing the rhythm of. Whoopsie, them. the daughter came up. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's a real like sad um, tenderness to a lot of those scenes that's just not there in the theatrical yeah which is so i ended up i I ended up on a rewatch actually caring about newt (laughs) right actually caring about their relationship (laughs) i was like oh look the emotional core works this time isn't that cool (laughs) yeah no it it really feels i i was um afraid like when because we had decided to do an episode on aliens and then we watched both editions of the movie i'm like i know the episode is just gonna be us like watch the special (laughs) edition and watch the special well (laughs) (laughs) no at at a certain point i (laughs) would. to like move on from yeah that and just like i was going to say we're just going to definitively talk about the special edition yeah. if, the, if you're okay with that because i don't know i i'm totally fine with that because i would gladly accept the special edition as the definitive no, cut it's, of this movie it's the definitive cut in my mind because like there's it just, no way it's a it much feels, more complete movie. i was about to say it just feels like a complete movie in a way that the theatrical cut does not yeah and typically i would be like hesitant to like talk mainly about one like specialty cut of a movie but this one just so plainly feels like the obvious like Original version of it, right? Before and, it again, and again, <laughs> James Cameron comes in at the beginning because there's like, no fat on he's the special like, edition. Hi, I'm Jim Cameron. Yeah, so we've been so used <laughs> to we've been so used to watching all of these editions. We did it with Alien too, because the Alien thing I had, yeah, because had that had the director's uh, the director's, director's cut, cut. Yeah, which as we talked about on that episode was just a marketing thing. Um, they which they did that with Ridley Scott put a lot, on a couple scenes um, and like shuffled around. And that's, some and of that's a lot of special editions or director's cuts that you'll see. are <clears> Are like they made it to just to come out with another just, release yeah just tack on some deleted scenes usually they're worse usually the pacing <laughs> is thrown off the rhythm is thrown unless off. you have a really good editor doing the like well, director's well cut. even then usually like if it's the, a if it's a good movie yeah. they did or they did the best edit they wanted <laughs> yeah. in the original cut hopefully but yeah. in this movie James Cameron says as much, they did not have the best edit that they wanted as the cut. The studio the, the studio yeah. said it was too long. They had to cut stuff down. Um, the studio was wrong. <laughs> so, I feel like this is just like, again, like, the definitive. Yeah. No, it feels like a very whole, complete, no-fat Cut of the movie. So here's what you're gonna do. You're gonna edition. you're gonna pause the podcast. <laughs> you're gonna go track down your local copy <laughs> of Aliens Special Edition, and you're gonna watch it. And you're gonna be like, wow. Mike is so right about this. Wow, it is sure so much better than Aliens. I was wrong to ever give Aliens theatrical cut a five out of five. I'm gonna give this a five out of five. There you then know. come back. <laughs> And, and listen to the rest. Now we're gonna we're gonna talk about the movie. Now amazing. Uh, so, everybody, do you have a question to kick us off? Um, sure. Uh, since this is something we kind of disagreed on, I think. Um, what do you think of Aliens as like a sequel to Alien, and like how it handles the Xenomorph and like the planet? Okay, well, that's a very, very layered that. question. Yeah, like so there's a lot going on. Okay, in there. specifically okay, the xenomorphs. I know, I'll, I'll, I'll break, no, I'll break this down. I, I'll break yeah. this down. We'll start with yeah. question one that you present here. <laughs> what do I think of Aliens as a sequel to um, Alien? This is a sequel to Alien because that was it's that a was very direct. That was question one. You asked yeah. like four questions <laughs> there. um <Yeah. laughs> Aliens as a sequel to Alien, I think, is pretty darn sick. Um, right. Although I would prefer both of them to be more horror themed, it doesn't really bother me that this one is more action. Yeah, and with that, it executes it just perfectly to like naturally go into this. I feel like you can't um, be mad at it because it's like the perfect action. I was about to say it's. I think it's a really, really smart <laughs> sequel in terms of the expanding of the world, the expanding of the themes. Absolutely, I love the direct continuation uh, from like her ship to the beginning. Uh, I think the time jump is a really cool thing to make Ripley a bit more of a fish out of water as well as taking away her license to really make her a very good audience character. Um, because she was the audience character, like the stand-in. First, yeah, like yeah. the stand-in audience character in Alien, just because she was like the only one left alive. Yeah, <laughs> and like the only one we had time to get emotionally connected to, really. Um, but in this one, she very much comes from a more like audience perspective, being kind of fish out of water, who has the opportunity to have seen the first Alien, <laughs> right. whereas all the other characters do not um wow much like the audience much like like the audience (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah um but i think that's like i think they do a really good job with ripley's character to make her very interesting and expand her character a lot um especially with the setup of the daughter it really adds a lot of depth to her character yeah it gives her Um, something to do in this one you know something to work through and towards you know uh, it gives her something to do she's completely unhelpful to the whole alien well thing. no not like something like actually to do i mean like something as a person you know but, uh, yeah i don't know and i think the the use to move on to the next little section of mm-hmm. that because i think it's a pretty darn perfect use of it as a sequel especially it how naturally it changes the genre mm-hmm. um I forget if this was the next one, but the use of the planet itself, <laughs> yeah. um, is very cool. I like the right. idea that it would have been like discovered and like, oh, you know, you, you can imagine that the alien ship had crashed there for a long time before like Ripley and the Nostromo mm-hmm. ever found it. So yeah. you can kind of assume that this would be pretty dormant unless somebody came in and messed with one of the eggs. Um, cause you know, they can't do anything. Unless they have a host, yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's a really cool thing that like they were like, "Oh, we went to the planet and they started colonizing it because it was just uh, it was just an empty planet." Yeah, um, I really liked the idea of like terraforming it and everything yeah. and like setting up an atmosphere. Like, I thought that was so cool. And I really loved the I love the twist uh, with what's his face um, that he sent them there. Right, I think he's a really fun. Oh, like, he's such it, a fun villain, man. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say really fun like antagonist to this uh-huh. that also subvert your expectations because you kind of assume it's going to be the android again right with the way he's set up uh but then the android turns out to be pretty sick pretty cool i love yeah i love the Uh, android character in this man (laughs) bishop Bishop. shout out to bishop crawling like forever in like a little tunnel with his like little hands he's like that's such a funny shot i don't know why um but yeah the use of the planet itself is really cool i love in the special edition, uh, that we get to see the colonists show up and, like, you get to see the ship again. And I really appreciate that. I think it's a really cool, again, I don't want to keep harping on the differences. I, I tried to avoid that. But in the theatrical cut, I was really kind of lacking a lot of, like, the mystery and wonder and atmosphere around the actual alien stuff, which I think is very integral for, like, aliens as a franchise. Yeah, Even with, because I've seen Prometheus as well. And that's, that's a key part of what makes Prometheus work well. I was about is... to say, the mystique is, like, half of the draw of <laughs> Alien as, like, a franchise, I think. Yeah. And, like, that's very much set up in the first Alien, is how much, like, wonder and excitement and, like, again, mystique that they give the mystery surrounding, like, what are exactly, these Exactly, yeah. Um, and uh, that's there in this. And I really appreciate that. So yeah. I think the use of the planet is awesome. Uh, as for the xenomorphs, xenomorphs themselves. baby, because they're a bit more, um, they're a bit less beanie in this one. They're more I'm, spiny. Yeah. <laughs> I think the design for them is fine. I don't I like, I don't like all their design, little tendrils. Man. I don't know what's up with that. Like the ones around <laughs> their head. I think it makes them look a little messy. Um, they don't, yeah, they don't look as visually but, like but slick I, as the first one. Yeah, but I do like that they look less human in a costume. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, you know, they, it still is, but they got a lot more like. They feel like rrr. beasts in this one. <laughs> dude they got a lot like, more scrunkled they're like bounding th- over walls um, and like but I don't know I'm not particularly yeah. a big fan like I would say one of my least favorite elements that comes from the fact that it's an action movie is the fact that I'm just not that big of a fan of it being like oh there's like hundreds like of xenomorphs like they're mowing them down now kind they're of just thing. mowing them down <laughs> maybe yeah. they're not the perfect killing organism if like a <laughs> couple of guns can like mow down like 40 of them <laughs> well they are like armor piercing explosive of rounds. I know I just I, like I think it's it's a, like probably the one thing that I just agree, like like just completely don't just like kind of turns you off about. To the concept of aliens is the fact that it's a bunch of these guys going in, and, and I liked the initial like thing because they weren't using guns, and even then the guns weren't very effective. Yeah, when they first, I like the flamethrowers. I think flame flamethrowers. Is yeah, good. the flamethrower um, stuff is fun in this. But I, I'm not a big fan of the actual like rapid fire, huge, massive mm-hmm. alien shredding machine guns. And when they're first introduced, you know they can't use their guns, mm. so you have this really cool scene where the aliens get to do <laughs> what's cool about the aliens—they yeah. get. To who blend in with their environment really well and do creepy, cool little... (laughs) I love that. That's what aliens should be. You get, like, Um, seven insert shots of, like, the teeth and the lips (laughs) and everything every time they do a kill. That's (laughs) what aliens should be. I don't think it should be just, like, a bunch of goofy... Like a a running running, gun. Running little guys running towards them as they fire, like... A million and two bullets. Um, <laughs> that being said, they still use like, like with that caveat about mm-hmm. my personal dislike, for like the how use they of use that, xenomorphs. Um, they actually in movie with what they have (laughs) use them in pretty fun ways. In terms of like the scene, like when they're all coming through the ceiling, Mm -hmm. that's a really cool scene. Stuff when they use their acid blood very efficiently. Like, you know, they're shredding through them now, but when they're shredding through them, their acid blood's going flying. So I like that a sufficient amount of people get hurt by that. I was about to say Um, it doesn't feel like consequenceless. I, I don't know if that's a word, but like there's an actual like consequence to shredding through so many xenomorphs at once, yeah. which I appreciated. it. Uh, yeah. I was about to say, I love that. Like anytime they're in like a tight spot, mm-hmm. um, no matter what their first instinct is like, you know, put a gun close <laughs> to them and shoot. Yeah. Um, even if they've seen this go bad before. And I really appreciate that. I think that's a cool character moment for like how you would actually react to right? situation. I was about to say, if you have a shotgun and there's a xenomorph <laughs> in front of you, you're going to take a So shot for like, at. like, like like there are multiple times where a character will, like, take with the, one of the guns and, like, yeah. put it really up close and be like, and then be like, oh, no, I'm getting burnt by acid now. Right. <laughs> and any time one of them gets close, it's a really cool threat because, like, e- once they're that close, there's really not much you can do because even if you shred them, you're probably going to get acid on them on you like yeah. like the elevator thing oh i uh, love the elevator especially in the special edition because that <laughs> shot is longer like in the theatrical it's a very short like you see the xenomorph like barely drop down and then like he's like jumping out i don't mean like Wah. but then in the special edition it actually like gives you like the little lead up you see like a little bit of movement on the ceiling and then it drops down it's yeah such a <laughs> that's such a fun beat i love that no one. so with with my eh, i'm not a big fan of like <laughs> the scenes themselves of people just like... Mm -hmm. Plowing through them, yeah. Uh, like with that, I still think the aliens are handled like as well as they could be in this. Yeah, in the, like with this use of them, it's just not my preferred use of them. I was about to say um when we were watching the movie, I'm like, this could basically be any alien that has like acid blood, <laughs> essentially, yeah. and lays eggs. Like those are the only two <laughs> things that make it xenomorph. Um, which is a shame. Like I wish it was a bit more unique. Well, I mean the facehuggers are important. Like I was like, about to say, like. Face- are important to what they're doing the like the the fact uses, that they need yeah. a host i was they're... about to say it uses it to a, a a like justifiable degree obviously i think it should have been an alien movie you know like the script obviously. Yeah, yeah but i don't know i i do get what you're saying though i kind of long for like uh the first Xenomorph, like, from the movie to return, you know? Like, not not that <laughs> like Rory's like, he could do better. <laughs> he could do it. I know he could. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. No, like, I get what you're saying, though. I don't know. Even, even, like, some of the scenes, again, pretty much up until after that first initial attack from the Xenomorphs, I think all of the xenomorph stuff is perfect. There's a lot of really mm. good tension while they're going around. I think the first attacks from the Xenomorphs are perfectly, like... There's a lot of them, but it's really cool the way they're approaching. I love that really sequence, cool dude. How they attack—they <laughs> um, feel very intimidating. People, don't, you don't know what's going on. Dude, it's, I love it's very like the, cool. the the spiny walls and like the. I love I love just how like right I love how much they've taken over right, like, I love, the space. I love that they've so kind of cool. and they don't really explain how they do this, like how they cocoon mm-hmm. or how they make all of these like very like spiny looking. Yeah, it starts structures. looking. It starts looking like the interior of like the spaceship and everything. Yeah, it's, I think that's a really really cool detail for them. Not only not only does it like operate like as like them making their home more sustainable for themselves but it also makes me think of like you know kind of like a spider thing yeah even though it's not like trapping you in like a sticky substance like they do when they cocoon people um like they're making surfaces that they directly blend into i was about to say there's like (laughs) there's like four different kills where they're just like hunched over in one of the pillars or something and they'll just like slowly curl out literally they just put their head forward and they like perfectly blend into like anywhere in their section of what they've set up and this movie is lit so like dynamically that they always blend so well and like everything is so clear yeah it's it's, interesting the lighting the lighting in this is particularly interesting in my opinion because i don't think i know another movie that looks quite like this Mm -hmm. like it's, Alien, very, it's a very dark Alien movie. Alien is really well lit. Relatively. Uh, and there are dark scenes that are well lit in Alien, mm-hmm. and then there are bright scenes that are just very bright. Yeah. Um, but this one has this weird feeling <laughs> of like that it's always dark, but at the same time, what you're watching is always extremely lit up with very white lights. I was about to say, anytime <laughs> they're on like the planet, like it always feels like it's like pitch black out, but, like, everything is always so clearly lit. Like, it's... Yeah, <laughs> it's very bright. Very straight. But, yeah, everything feels very, like, that 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 it is kind of dark around them. Exactly. And somehow they make that feel pretty natural and yeah, not, like, absolutely. they're just popping stage lights on people. No, it, it's, uh, like I said, I think, honestly, it's visually on par with the first movie. Yeah, which I is think crazy. it's crazy. I think it's different and, again, I think I prefer <laughs> the visual style of the first one, but yeah. also the visual style of the first one benefits horror a lot more. I was about to say... Whereas the th- visual style of of this benefits action a lot more. It's a lot more meditative and kind of menacing in the first one, whereas this one's a lot more functional and like kind of speedy would be a a better like it's a lot more movement oriented than yeah I was about to say it draws the the dynamics of the lighting draw a lot of attention to any movement of the characters allowing it to be very visually interesting while they're doing their actions I was about to say anytime characters are moving around like I mean I think just about any frame of this movie if you pause it it probably would look great (laughs) but you know like I don't know it's I, I always want to praise that especially in like older sci-fi movies because, like, I mean, I don't know, visual effects have shifted so much since then and like every time i watch like a really well lit and like well designed 80s like sci-fi movie i'm like this is crazy well what's very interesting (laughs) is you could compare this to something like prometheus again Mm -hmm. um which prometheus is really well lit Um, (laughs) that (laughs) movie looks amazing but i do think it's very interesting like and i think i I don't know maybe this is just me but i think this will always be true that i will 100 percent always feel even though the effects are really good in prometheus they're pretty seamless um, yeah that i would always prefer like a good mix of practical effects yeah um because man you just can't and i've seen like the alien like the xenomorphs and alien covenant and stuff and they just aren't It's it's like it's like more graphic and everything. Like Alien Covenant is a very very gory movie. Yeah, it's more over the top, more graphic. But the Alien itself, I don't think, is as imposing because it's so like everything's so about the xenomorph feels so like CG, even though they did use some puppet work in Covenant. What's so crazy is like you'll get like this hulking xenomorph like even like just the regular xenomorphs feel a bit bigger than in the first movie um but especially the queen is like ginormous i think that's just from the way they're shot yeah i think they're about the same size but because of the location and the way they're framed it's a lot because of the location yeah Yeah, an alien they're like they have this tiny little corridor (laughs) yeah (laughs) always yeah but yeah no and i i was just blown away at how like large the queen was and how like well the scale works out and everything. It, it looks phenomenal. No, I can't. I was going <laughs> to save the queen for a bit later to save talk the about... the queen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the queen okay. is well, I mean, we so... Can. Well, I mean, you brought it up. Okay. It's better to talk about it naturally than to be like, oh, we're going to save that for a later. That for later. <laughs> but uh, yeah. the queen is so impressive. Oh my gosh. That is one of the coolest effects of any creature <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> like... I, I don't know how they, how on earth they made it look so good, right? Like it it, looks phenomenal. The, the the different movements of its face and jaw Dude. pieces look outstanding. Whoever designed the Queen Xenomorph deserved an award or something. When it when it's running, it looks so cool and goofy, <laughs> but it, it constantly looks like it's gonna fall over. Right? Oh, um. it, it looks so top heavy that it should like just tip over at any second, and yet it seems so like. I realized I. I Imposing. i over something, because when you mentioned that, I figured, uh, and I was correct, it, mm. did, it did win uh, an Oscar for Best Effects. Good. Um, it won Best Visual Effects and Best Sound Effects. Oh my gosh, dude. Um, as with the first one, the sound design, while not as, like, central in this one, also sounds very good. It was also nominated for Best Lead Actress, Yeah, I know Best Sigourney Art Weaver Direction, got a nominated Best Sound, Best Film Editing, and Best Original Score. Good. <laughs> So, I honestly I was about to say, I'm glad this thing had some big some juice at the Oscars cuz it's it's amazing man. It's so so good. Um, but yeah, the queen uh love like the fact that she has like six arms and like <laughs> ev- everything about the queen is like very elegant but also very grotesque in well, a way that the uh, regular xenomorph design I, isn't necessarily. I've watched um I guess it wouldn't be, like, a full-on documentary. Mm-hmm. It would be, like, a like a good, like, I don't know. It was probably, like, 20 minutes yeah. uh, of behind-the-scenes stuff. For aliens? About, um, or about the Xenomorph? Uh, well, just the series. It oh, was about okay. the design work and the design artists and stuff they hired yeah. to, like, what went into designing the aliens. Yeah. And there's so much thought <laughs> and... and put behind how the aliens are designed yeah the imagery they're supposed to invoke and the elegance and yet grotesqueness of mm-hmm. them they're supposed to be very sleek very like perfect looking yeah exactly But yet very very gross and very again the imagery very directly and <laughs> everything they talked about was like just straight up there the imagery is supposed to invoke a lot of sexual assault which yeah. is a very very big theme even in this movie yeah in both movies yeah um, It's just that is an integral part of Aliens as a franchise. Yeah. And, like, Sigourney Weaver's character. um, Absolutely. The reason she's leading it, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I I really think it was a stroke of genius to have a female lead for Alien. Oh, if, and you did, it, if you didn't have a female lead for either of these movies, <laughs> oh, yeah. it would be weird. Yeah, it would be very strange. <laughs> but their themes directly... I mean, again, the first one is pretty directly specifically about mm-hmm. sexual assault, and this one is specifically about motherhood. Yeah. Um, so... It's very, you know, it's a very female-centric story. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's interesting. And, like, I don't know, the assault themes have always kind of carried over into its anti-capitalist message for me, too. Yeah, which, I mean, you you know, what they're going for is not, like, they're they're not mutually exclusive in any way. Exactly. I was about to say, Um, there's always been some overlap, I think, especially in the first one and in this one, too. I mean, one of the main, like, antagonists of the movie is just... The guy who works for the company. <laughs> the guy who works for <laughs> the company. Yeah. The company's always evil in the alien movies, Remy. You can't avoid it. The company. <laughs> it's like, I I actually um, I thought, I was like, this is just like Jurassic Park for real when I was watching it. <laughs> it is. It, it It's that. <laughs> which is surprising enough because like, isn't, isn't Jurassic Park a '90s movie? Like, oh uh, yeah, 90s? yeah, that yeah. was like '90s. I was about to say something. I don't remember. Jurassic Park feels a lot like an '80s movie, but this was late '80s really? and that was early '90s. So yeah. what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, no. When when we got to like the Queen chase and everything, or even just like some of the xenomorph like shootouts, um, that I was like the tension here is very reminiscent of well, Jurassic Park. I guess, I guess it's also that kind of thing where Jurassic Park is very clearly like an action it's, thriller. Yeah, it's an action thriller. And it's very much the same thing. This is very, is very much like in the <laughs> same exact vein an action thriller. I was about to say, it's got like the <laughs> parenthood thing going on. It's got um, like all of the action beats are kind of similar because like you got like big monster, you got kids, you got guns, you got kind of military characters I, I i don't know yeah, i was watching it's a it. very similar vibe yeah i was watching it i was like this is kind of like jurassic park if you think about it <laughs> you got the like capitalist guy there like i don't know it's cool just a just an interesting thing which i mean jurassic park and this i think are like the gold standard for action thrillers right, honestly right. <laughs> especially sci-fi i think ju- i think jurassic man. park's still better jurassic park marginally better but like <laughs> it's, it would be real real close man i just love jurassic park a whole <laughs> lot though yeah um. I mean, it's dinosaurs, right? It's you dinosaurs. Gonna, what are you going to do It's Micah, dinosaurs? It's dinosaurs or xenomorphs, two Okay, of the but best the xenomorphs things. are better in aliens, so <laughs> this is not the definitive xenomorph wow. movie. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if i want to get xenomorph content i'll go to alien dude still craziest thing that happens in this movie uh maybe my favorite scene i don't know um is like when the queen like rips the android in half. <laughs> that That's is so still, cool. that is still like one of the most wild things i've seen i in love movie in a how they how they save that to like for the android because uh-huh. they because i guarantee they couldn't put that into a, like even a rated R movie no back way. then no Away, uh, dude. The only way you could get away with gore like that uh is like in like the Terminator. <laughs> well, you know, it's he's you know, not a real person. There's no blood and gore. <laughs> dude. Because they were they were weird about stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. Even into the nineties, they did not let nearly as much gore as we have now in our movies. Right. Which may be a bad thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Who knows? Just for like a rating standpoint. Oh, yeah. Uh but I do love the like that fight how smooth that looks so, too, man. So slick. Like, man. It's it's not like a big build, like She just picks him up and just, whoosh, whoosh, he is in half. And it looks really fantastic. Yeah, I was about to say, it's such a fluid motion. I don't know how on earth they did it. I was about to say, it makes her way more intimidating for that fight. Because, (laughs) like, you see her, like, hanging there with the big egg sack, So you're like, eh, maybe maybe, maybe she's just big. Maybe she's not much of a fighter. (laughs) And then she rips this dude in half in, like, a split second. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, that's a really smart way to, like make her that much more imposing right before the fight and like because like really all she can do during the ripley fight at the end is like kind of like chomp and stab at ripley um to little th- success listen if i think i think if i was i think if i was the alien queen i could <laughs> be i, like, was the I could alien. be i could be ripley <laughs> she just needed to she needed to aim her tail better just need to like cheek it could, over <laughs> they, they set up at the beginning of the fight that, uh, her tail can very clearly stab. It's so funny. And if dude, she, she you... just aimed her little tail I think... right where she, where Ripley was. I think that, like, little beat of, like, that insert shot where the tail is, like, poised and it just hangs there for, like, a second or two. <laughs> before it stabs forward i love that she just needs to get her tail aiming better right like, come on <laughs> she's out of practice micah. she was literally birthing hundreds of babies minutes before micah fair Can enough you blame her yeah. yeah she's got a lot going on all of her babies Pregnant just mother. died she's, she's a she's a a boss yeah <laughs> Oh my god. What can I say? <laughs> uh uh but, it, but that fight is really fun and really oh, man. impressive, man. I want to I want to see the behind the scenes for that <laughs> fight cuz what the heck? It just feels like they like it feels like the only way they could film that was by getting an actual alien queen and sigourney weaver in a mech suit (laughs) right i don't know how on i like i want to see the behind the scenes for that scene alone like all of the sequences in this where there's xenomorphs it looks insane but like that one is just a whole nother level just because of how large in scale it is right it's It's pretty it's pretty wild yeah um <laughs> but yeah, I was actually. My next question was actually going to be, "What is your favorite scene or sequence?" Favorite scene or sequence? Honestly, and I go it's the alien fight at the end. Oy, oy, oy. It's tough to pick one in this because it, um, as with a lot of like Cameron's movies, it's a very driven like. Like scene to scene, yeah. Momentum. But I think more so than a lot of Cameron movies, this has specific scenes, especially absolutely, like very yeah. divided. Scenes. There, there are very much defined like sections of this movie, which is nice. It lends. I was about nice to say face. those Avatar movies, man, <laughs> they're practically like a continuous <laughs> scene sometimes. Yeah, um, but I don't know that it would be tough to pick one out. Um, honestly, I would, probably, I would probably end up going with the Queen fight just because it's. It's so much fun, and if like if I can include all of the lead up to that too, like the elevator chase and the eggs and everything. Um... Because that that's the alien rocks, queen too. sequence, if you will, yeah, it's favorite scene or scene. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, alien queen sequence <laughs> where they get they get rescued and then like the they land in that, the bay that's and everything. Clearly, yeah. clearly an awesome part. Um, <laughs> it's like so I, cool. I, I don't know. I can't see anyone saying that they didn't <laughs> like that part of the movie. That's that's when the movie is doing like it the movie. That's like peak action. Dude. <laughs> um, but I th- I think my favorite scene. It would probably still be. Um, Actually, this time around, the lead-up to it, too, Mm. uh, because I really liked Newt and everything. And this time around, I cared about the relationship a lot. So I really liked, um, like, the little... The face-huggers. Yeah, when Ripley comes in and she, like, finds her under the bed and lays with her under the bed and it's really sweet dude and then the face hugger like horror scene essentially because <laughs> that's like one of the only oh yeah aggressively horror scenes that's the most horror the movie. The movie gets yeah. and i love that scene i love <laughs> i love too i think it's because i just like the face hugger so much in concept yeah and it's cool to see them fully functioning because in the first movie like an alien by the time they have like a free roaming face hugger it is already like laid an egg which means it's pretty much gonna it's just on its way out it yeah. is dying yeah uh, they're like bees they they lay an egg and then they <laughs> Blair. yeah no i get what you're saying yeah so uh it's cool to see like fully alive fully like oh, walk around guys it's crazy <laughs> i i still will stand by that like tiny baby xenomorph skittering across the table is better <laughs> No, but, yeah. I've... <laughs> but uh, the facehuggers are a close second. <laughs> I love I love the tiny. And in fact actually in Alien Covenant, you get more of those little guys. Really? Yeah. I love those guys. They yeah. they torch the first like baby xenomorph we see in this one, <laughs> which is baby xenomorph. very cathartic I think after seeing the first movie. Oh, <laughs> well, they have a lot of build up around like mm-hmm. they have a lot of they have Ripley essentially have a lot of PTSD to yeah. specifically the chest bursting, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Um, now, I mean that's one of the most like violent and like visceral things about the Xenomorph is the chest bursting. Yeah, stuff. so I think it's cool with how much specific buildup they have around chest bursting itself. Mm-hmm. That like the, the the at the moment one of them actually bursts out of somebody's chest, they torch it instantly. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love the little like chest burster guys. They're so funny, so cool. <laughs> also, still shout out to Xenomorph Design because like the silver teeth are always. So so cool. so good. Oh, uh, I was gonna mention <laughs> with the alien queen. I love how extendy its little inner jaw is, dude. It <laughs> just bew, it's bew. so <laughs> funny. I love <laughs> the alien queen so much because, like, she's got like the like giant crown headpiece and then like this totally separate jaw that she like reaches around out of it yeah like, so, so it's very, cool. so if you look at the actual design of the head it's kind of again reminiscent of actual insects in terms of the headpiece is like a separate plate it's like a shell on yeah. top of on top of her head mm-hmm. and then the jaw actually moves completely like not even the jaw but like the top of her head like where her the eyes head, are and yeah. everything move completely separately of that entire little headpiece and crazy. that's a really cool design beat yeah no I I cannot praise the queen design enough it is it's like one of the most evocative like alien designs I've ever seen oh yeah oh yeah okay I don't want to harp again I try not to harp on the, 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 the theatrical special but this was one thing that I was like I knew I knew that shot was there for something because there's a shot in the theatrical edition where they start to pan down on Ripley's hand going down and it very clearly looks like it's supposed to evoke yeah, the imagery of the face hugger. it's meant to the look face like hugger a looks hugger. like I mean they it looks like, like a hands hand. yeah. they look like two hands yeah um uh and in the special edition literally they have the colony first finding (laughs) the aliens and they, and then they go directly from a shot with somebody with the face. Yeah. They do a match cut pretty much match cut over to Ripley's hand. And I'm like, I knew it. (laughs) And it's not like a big thing, but I knew it. I knew it. Like, cause in, in the theatrical way, it's so random. Yeah. It's so just there. They go from Ripley standing in like a white hallway and they dissolve to the, like, cause she's smoking and like the smoke, they pan down and then it's her hand. It's I don't know. It's but, a it, weird, feels like it, but it's a it feels like but it feels like a it feels like a yeah a weird the visual beat because like why does because <laughs> clearly it's supposed to evoke the facehuggers <laughs> but at this point why yeah. No. Again, the theatrical edition is like that with everything. Like now, Newt is here, but why? Why does Ripley? Why? Why is all of this motherhood theming it's stuff funny. here? I saw um, again. I was kind of reading the Wikipedia page and everything, and it seems like the studio was like, "Oh, we should cut more stuff at the beginning to leave it more mysterious." And That's, I was like, "That doesn't no, work." No, the stuff you guys cut was not. <laughs> not good. If you wanted to cut stuff to make it more mysterious, you would need to cut stuff later in absolutely, the movie. Absolutely, absolutely, dude. But then, I wouldn't <laughs> want them to cut much later in the movie. The studio was stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, like I said, Special Edition just seems like a much more complete movie. James Cameron just needed to have the reputation and the money that he has now to like he I can said, just, he can just make demands. I said uh, when we were watching it, I'm like, they didn't have, like, their proper respect for James Cameron as a director. Yet, but he's like I don't know, man. He's such a he's like such a, a master of like, like I like said, man. After he blockbuster filmmaking, they man. they took it they took a chance with Titanic, and after he made Titanic, and it made that studio right? billions of dollars, <laughs> they were like, you can do whatever Let you want, James do whatever, Cameron. <laughs> Go for it. Go spend fifteen years making a sequel, <laughs> dude. He. <sighs> And it paid off. It pays off every time since since Titanic. Not a single one of his movies hasn't made like a ungodly amount of money. I was about to say I found out that he actually wrote um, First Blood um, before he worked on this on mm, Alien. Interesting. So he wrote, he wrote First Blood, and he had written uh, like Terminator, obviously. Yeah. Um, because First Blood came out pretty close to this. Exactly. Like, yeah. A little bit afterwards. So. Um, but like that. I wonder was... if this was another kind of thing to get a personal project funded again. Yeah, because um, I was about to say he did a phenomenal job writing this one, um, and I mean obviously directing it too. And it always it always just blows me away like the amount of just like base understanding he has of everything cinematic, you know. Yeah, no, he he knows how to make a really good, engaging action movie. What can I say? He's he's one of the best there is, I think. And somehow he pulled that off with Titanic to be, like, this, like, romance (laughs) drama. Dude, I don't understand how... Titanic boggles my brain, because every single beat, like, hits exactly the way I want it to, and yet it's, like, this weird amalgamation of, like, a disaster movie (laughs) and, like... A romance movie and like a thriller it's so strange right and its framing device is weird and its characters are weird but and like its ending beat is theoretically weird james cameron just gets it dude it's i don't know how he does it he just gets it i don't know man he it's it's pretty impressive yeah and this is not my favorite work from him either no uh, i prefer titanic i prefer marginally. titanic and i prefer Avatar way you of water way of water too. Yeah. Um, I would I would think I would watch Aliens before I watched Way of Water again. But maybe that's just me. I, I haven't seen Way of Water in a, in a little while now. So. I don't know, man. There's something really magical about Way of Water that there I is. just love being in way more than I like being in this. If I want it's like an atmosphere that I really love being in, that's alien related again, I'll go to <laughs> Alien. You don't you don't have Bill Paxton in way you don't of water, have a, yeah you don't have Bill Paxton in Way of Water. That is correct. He can't say game over, game over man. man. <laughs> Game over. <laughs> I will say his performance in this is like one of the m- most enjoyable things about this. Movie and they cut some of me. his dialogue in the theatrical Dude, cut. Some of his like funniest deliveries are cut in the theatrical version. <laughs> it makes me so sad. Game <laughs> over, man. Game over. Man. I had four weeks left. <laughs> four weeks. I love uh, I love how like tropey he is to to that kind of character, right? But he's so funny. His deliveries are selling it so hard. Yeah, I was gonna actually ask you um, like what you thought of the side cast in this because I mentioned how much I liked it. Um, well, I actually wanted to, and, and I to kind of go about to it. kind of go along with that question because I actually wanted to ask you about what you thought specifically of some of the performances in this movie because mm-hmm. they're kind of unconventional. Uh, but that kind of goes into the side. Cast. I really love the sidecast. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they do it. Uh, but They do a really good job of like making you feel very much that all of them have unique characters. Like, you know, they're all so them. well defined. I was about yeah. to say, you know, each of them beyond just like one little goofy trait of each of them. You know, they feel like actual characters, right? And they're allowed to be given really cool beats with each other. I really love um, what this face is allowed to be given some like good connection beats not even inherently romantic mm-hmm. but like kind of feeling romantic with ripley like I, that's such a cool thing because yeah. like it just feels so natural for it makes that character people infinitely people actually, more interesting yeah. yeah without that he would be kind of boring yeah. and with that it makes it just feels so natural for people in that position they had like a, a mutual respect for each other and they needed something to like take their mind off of it so they you know they make some jokes about it they actually yeah. feel like a little connection with each other like it's it's very cool and like a lot of the side cast has stuff like that save for the ones that die off in the initial xenomorph attack I was about to say they're all like a lot of the main side characters are able to have like different fears and like different uh, strengths and everything they don't just feel like generic I was about to fronts. say and they actually have like relationships exactly with each other, yeah right? they're not just like oh we are part of a we are part of a, a little troop together little team We're. Just just a little team. I was about to say, they all seem to have, like, these... And I don't understand how you could write it this layered. Like it would take so much work. <laughs> um, but like they all have different dynamics with each other. Like the way they speak yeah, like to each one individual yeah. one has like a different dynamic with each other. It's crazy. <laughs> it's that's just good screen. I was going to man. say it feels very very natural and it makes and it makes, acting, and it makes too, them yeah. it makes them really cool. But I wanted to bring up their performances actually because I would say that their performances even even Rip, like Sigourney Weaver's performance in this one comparatively, I, they feel over the top not in like a way that damages the movie yeah but like it's just weird to me they feel a bit cartoonish like the direction was interesting i'm sure yeah i was about to say they feel a bit cartoonish but like honestly i wouldn't want it to be any less than that like oddly enough it doesn't seem like it should work in my brain yeah exactly that's what i'm like, thinking while watching imagining it. a more subdued version of a lot of these performances like it would lose a lot of its personality and like urgency i think yeah it's very interesting because yeah. like even some of like the screams and stuff even like bill paxton <laughs> screamed during the little knife thing in the cafeteria oh my gosh. like it's very just like it's goofy it's weird yeah uh people don't actually just randomly scream like that um but there's something there's like it just for some reason works it works yeah like i don't know they established like a tone of the movie doesn't it doesn't feel like it should work but then it does like all of the and again it's probably a a combination of great writing and a good cast and a good director but like it just all meshes really really well and doesn't feel out of place but yeah there's a lot of like weirdly like almost over the top very very 80s feeling i feel like that's just 80s yeah i was about to say this is like mid 80s 80s thing feeling about it mid 80s action movie you get a lot of like character caricatures 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 that's the <laughs> syllable i was looking for thank you um but of like people um but it never feels like less than human like they all still feel very well rounded and relatable and like fun to watch yeah it's a, it's a staggering achievement honestly And again, I think like it's pretty much a perfect movie. It's yeah, crazy. There isn't much (laughs) outside of again. I could go on more about stuff I have problems with in theatrical cut, but as for the special edition, I really like. I I don't have a problem. It's flawless. I don't have. I have like. (laughs) It's not my personal favorite thing in the world, but I definitely like like. I don't know a problem. For like, what, it, what? Yeah. What for problems. what it is? Like what? Like honestly, <laughs> it's, what on it's earth is executing? Would you yeah. It's executing everything so well, and it's so well written. Like just yeah. literally again, like even down to the side characters working as well as they do to feel natural, which is a hard thing to do with a military squad. Mm-hmm. Most of them are going to die. Kind of movie. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, man. Like, I don't. I honestly. James Cameron, every time I watch one of his movies, I get I grow like a little more respectful of I him was as a he's not my favorite director or writer by no. a long shot, but he is a genuinely really talented. He's a guy. master <laughs> of his craft, man, let me tell you. And even this early on, I cannot wait to watch Terminator. Um, yeah. like I'm so pumped for it now. <laughs> Ugh. But yeah, I don't, I don't have particularly anything more to say about Aliens. Yeah, you? no, um, the, the side character is really the last, like, major thing I wanted to talk about. I mean, there's a bunch of, like, small technical details that you could go on about, like, some of the VFX and, like, some of the lighting and, like, some of that stuff. Well, we but talked about VFX yeah, we know, like already. Yeah, generally, but I mean, like, there's some, like, specific, but, like, nothing major enough that I'd be like, oh, we gotta go back and talk about that. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, I feel like that was a pretty natural <laughs> Yeah natural wraparound I, I don't know there you go comment below what you think <laughs> oh my gosh can they even comment on most podcasting platforms i don't know um you if you're listening on spotify there will be a, a question box oh, a that question you have box. and you can also give us your rating of aliens oh, on yeah. spotify us, as well give us your rating Um, uh, check out check out the or you can uh, comment comment on our uh Like Letterbox, yeah, HQ page. We do a little review every time an episode comes out, and we can. You guys can have a little discussions in there if you wish, Um, and we can. (laughs) We will discuss with you. Yeah, Um, it'll be cool. Uh. <laughs> absolutely yeah it's um just go on letterboxd and search recently logged and w- you'll see the little hq yeah, I was about to say if you want to discuss with us anything about any of the yeah. movies we talk about just comment it on the recently logged diary entry of yeah any of the episodes. either yeah i was about to say if it's episode specific you can do the diary entry or there's like a general discussion board in the comments section of our like master list mm-hmm. of episodes yeah. so yeah do that pretty cool <laughs> and we, we will be happy to discuss why the theatrical version of aliens is trash it's and inferior should be burned in every way and there should be no releases of it It's literally just a butchered version of the special edition <laughs> it makes me it makes me sad uh but yet again i gave the special edition a five out of five and the theatrical cut a three and a half out of five um yeah i mean i've, I've always followed the policy of like i'm gonna rate whatever the best version of the movie is in my mind um so i've, I've given aliens a five out of five um but i mean i, I was honestly like, think well this movie is very flawed but i can imagine a better version of it so i'm gonna give it a five out of five um like i honestly think aliens the theatrical version is probably a four um but like aliens the movie as a general project I- <laughs> it's five yeah uh but yeah let's get into our what we watched segment let's do it Right, so those of you who are new to the podcast or have just never listened this far, the what we watched the <laughs> what we watched segment. Wow. If I could speak, I have not been able to speak today. As a section we do at the end, where we just talk about everything that we've watched in between our episodes, give brief ratings, brief little thoughts on them, just just to keep just to keep things interesting, <laughs> to talk about a little bit more of a broad selection of movies than what we can talk about by doing individual episodes. Yeah. So we are going from the 21st, which was our last episode, anything after... We released the episode that day. I was about to say March 21st, 2023, baby. Here we are, <laughs> Very go. specific. Um, uh, what did you watch, Remy? I watched uh, two Scream documentaries about like the Scream franchise and everything. Well, some of us were working. Robbie was watching Scream I was documentaries. I was working. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I watched them while I was working, so I take my ratings <laughs> with a grain of salt. Um, but I watched Scream, the inside story first, and I gave it a three out of five. Um was very... Uh, like, TV broadcast which was unfortunate. But, like, you know, it was still relatively interesting. Um, and then I watched uh, Still Screaming, the ultimate scary movie retrospective, which was a lot, like, sleazier feeling. Um, and, like, I don't know, not as informative. So, I don't know. It was weird, but, like, it was so all right. Was it like that one... Uh... <laughs> disney documentary where they're like and this is the table that walt disney sat at and like that's the The, entire documentary it was a lot more instead of being like here's interesting stuff they're like whoa walt disney (laughs) yeah that's kind of it feels a lot more like fanboy-y which is not a good look in my mind um but i i gave it the same rating i ended up giving it a three out of five uh, but that was in preparation for what we were planning on doing that very night, Whoa, which was do, which was running out to the to the theater, sprinted to the sprinting theaters. to the theater. No one could stop in them. our ghost face masks, <laughs> uh, and we watched Scream Six, Scream Six, uh, the newest the newest Scream installment. Um, shout out to Stab Eight, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, uh, Scream Six was the direct sequel to Scream Five. If yeah. you can imagine <laughs> who'd have it uh, and i was what was, it was I, I i loved it i thought it was really great <laughs> it's phenomenal to be fair man. this was the first scream movie i've ever actually caught in theaters yeah um dude. so <laughs> like i want to i want to watch it again to like really <laughs> confirm how i feel about it in terms of my overall thoughts of the scream series um Because, like, watching a Scream movie in theaters is just so electric. How are you not going to have a good time? (laughs) Right. I was about to say, even the worst Scream movie, which I think is probably five, I would still love to see in a (laughs) theater. Yeah. Um, But... I don't know. I really liked. I, I think this movie is very well shot. I think it mm. looks good. I think its editing is a little wonky sometimes. Editing is a little weird. Yet yeah. again, which was a problem in the first movie. Yeah. I love this cast though. I love the change of location. The use of New York is actually oh, yes. really, really great. Yes. And my only other big complaint about it in general is I think the Ghostface reveal is kind of stupid. But at this point, <laughs> I, I just don't like. <laughs> how is it not going to be stupid? Yeah. There's I was six about movies, to see. in. I just wish they would have like a Ghostface kind of like oh it's just a completely new kind of ghost like not like a new kind of ghost face but like (laughs) something finally not connected to the stupid woodsboro original stuff um like honestly i think as like a connected ghost face would go like i think this is honestly the best case scenario yeah, for what they're going for yeah. in this movie, but still, that was I just I'm not the biggest fan of the Ghostface reveal in this, <laughs> but the actual Ghostface stuff in this movie is so much fun. It rules, man! It's <laughs> so much fun. There's like so many fun set pieces. There's so much like there's so much fun direction and like fun sequences. It's just a blast. It's it's a really fun movie. The main the main cast is really really fun in this. Oh I yeah, love the four <laughs> mains plus the little side guys that are here yeah. too. It's just it's really great. I. I I really enjoyed this. It's so much fun. Um, it's still not my favorite, uh, but I gave it a 4 out of 5. Yeah, I also gave it a 4 out of 5. Um, I think It I, was a blast. I think I put it at, like, number 4 in my Scream ranking. Uh, I actually have it at number 3. I have, like... Um, Does that mean you have it above Scream 2, really No, I have... Yeah, I do. I have Scream 1, then 4, and a, then that 6. That is a mistake. It one be six. 1, 4, 2, <laughs> sense wow, such a such a drastic difference! I can't believe how foolish I was. You're so foolish. What did you rate it though? I gave it a four out of five. Cool. It was very cool. Um, on the twenty second, I went out to one of the advanced oh, screenings. Go into advanced screenings. Ooh, Focus Features. I got a like a promo code thing from the Atlanta Film Society, and I was able to watch a screening for A Thousand and One, uh, which is a new. Ish. I mean, I guess it's new. Yeah, it's new. I don't know why it's why I not said even, It's not even out not in even theaters, out and it's already ish. To that's why. That's why. I was like That's why I was like <laughs> in my brain, like, well, it's not really new. Like, it's not even out yet. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's called A Thousand and One, directed by Av Rockwell. Pretty cool. Um, it's got some fun performances. Like, I would definitely recommend checking it out if, like. I don't know, like intimate dramas are your kind of thing, because this is a really, really good one. Um, it's very well directed, um, very well written, uh, very well shot too. I will say, um, I got uh, seeing it in like a ginormous theater was really nice um, for this. I feel like seeing it like on a TV or something isn't really going to do it justice visually. It's not going to do it justice. Um, there's a lot of like really good emotional beats. There's a lot of nice subtleties in the writing. Um, again, it uses, uh, not, not quite in the same way as scream six, but it uses New York as a very cool location for it. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It was a great time. Um, I ended up giving it a four out of five. I think it's a great movie. That's crazy. Uh, It's called a thousand and one. Go check it out (laughs) if you want to uh then on the 23rd uh i watched technically this was the night of the 22nd yeah um i just watched it really late uh i watched <laughs> submarine um there which was suggested to me by somebody i didn't write these it's things some down random person i, I did i did this was. little i did this little twitter thing which was like suggest me 12 movies one for each month of the month year month of the year yeah uh, and this was my march one who did um, that um and I really loved it uh i think it's i think it's genuinely a smart little coming of age comedy that has uh, like it like it sets itself up well to be like kinda kind of like the closest thing I honestly can compare it to is diary of a wimpy kid but like <laughs> for for young adults. Which is goofy to say, but the main character is pretty much Greg Heffley. You follow (laughs) this guy who's not really a great person, who has like these delusional visions and stuff, while also trying to influence the lives of people around him, (laughs) while his life kind of goes crazy. Yeah, Uh, his relationships and parents and stuff like that, things. Yeah, but it's really really fun. (laughs) Um, I think it's I think it's really smart. Uh, and goofy and I like what they go for I think the writing is really surprisingly well-rounded I think the actual main character um Oliver is like a really well-written main character I think it's like Greg Heffley, but again like well-rounded <laughs> as a human character yeah yeah um and I don't know I, I just really loved it I got like really emotional by the end I really appreciate what it's going for I think it's shot really nice uh, what can I say? It's, yeah. it's it's my kind of I'm a sucker for a really good coming <laughs> of age movie. Who'd have thought um, of. And I thought this one was funny and smart and really engaging. well, there you go i'm I'm looking forward to it. I was kind of hesitant because I had heard a lot of people say it's kind of an off-putting movie. Yeah. it is kind of an off-putting movie, but I'm a little more excited for it. but I think it, I like think in it. a good way, <laughs> it's, it should be. I an think I think the, I think the thing most people would probably find off-putting about it is that like all of the characters are kind of bad people. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Um, but I gave it a five out of five. Wow, pretty high praise. Pretty high praise. Uh, then on the twenty third. We sat down and we watched John Wick Chapter Three. Parabellum. Parabellum. In preparation for we still we still we haven't, haven't seen made it. Four but we wanna we wanna catch four in theaters. Seen four, but we gotta, we're we go gotta, watch gotta it. see it in theaters. Uh, but John Wick chapter three. Uh, Parabellum. Parabellum. <laughs> easily my favorite of the John Wick movies oh, easily, so far. Um, I think it's probably the series so far at its technical best. And it's action best and it's story best. Yeah. It's still not quite as emotional as the first one, but this one actually does a really good job of being more personal feeling than two does. And it just, it's just, is, it's letting itself completely cut loose. Right. I was about to say, I love the action in this. I loved the addition of Asia Kate Dillon. Yeah. A lot of fun in the rest. Awesome. Yeah, I was about to say, one of my favorite performances in the whole uh, franchise. Um, and I mean, like, Did- it's just, Oh, well, I, guess that, would be, I would guess that would be spoilers. I was about to say, did they <laughs> die in the movie? Because I wanted to know if they'd be in four. <laughs> spoilers, Micah. I don't remember, though. Do you want me to tell you? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, the choreography of this one is outstanding. Oof. Uh, Oof. Like, literally, there is stuff in this that I'm like, how, how do you play? Do it? Yeah. How do you like the there's there's this one fight towards the end where it's like John John versus like two guys <laughs> with knives and I have no idea how they choreograph it to feel as natural as it is while John is like barely holding on to overpower these two guys and fighting like both of them at the same time. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's just a very very impressive movie. It's lit extremely well. Again, it continues on very natural world building. Uh, for right? this series yeah. there are some things that i'm not the biggest fan of it i don't think it's like a perfect movie but i do think it's probably one of the best just straight action movies i've ever seen yeah dude it it rules um but i ended up giving it a five out of five i gave it a I four and a half it, i out think of it's five. awesome <laughs> uh then on the 23rd later that day uh, we watched the cabin in the woods. The cabin in the woods. Uh, I, I always think it's it. just called cabin in the woods, not the cabin in the woods. Well, everyone just refers to it as cabin <laughs> in the woods, typically because that's faster. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the cabin in the woods. This was like my third time watching it, and really, that's because I've been interested to watch it with people who hadn't seen it before. <laughs> yeah, and didn't really know what it was, what was happening. I didn't really know it. what on earth would go on like in the movie. I knew it was <laughs> like a horror movie to a degree, but like kind of funky and yeah that, that's generally what it is uh, but yeah i think i think i've talked about it before i think it has yeah, issues um but i think a lot of its issues kind of get they can be glossed over if you're watching it with like people and are just having fun yeah, it's a very Drew Goddard kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you've seen Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, <laughs> it's a it, very similar vibe. And it's a very Joss Whedon dialogue-filled movie. I was about to say, it's kind of like the perfect blending of their, of their like two styles. Um, don't you not mean always Buffy an... is the perfect blending of their two styles, since apparently Drew Goddard worked on Buffy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, like that too. But like, I don't know, this one feels a lot more Drew Goddardy because he like, actually directed it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's cool, but it also, like, has, um, like, the same problems as a lot of their combined works do. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, like, it takes too much time to over-explain everything and, like, the world and the mechanics of everything. I'm like, come on, guys. It's not that complicated. I think I think you need to give us a little more credit as an audience. <laughs> right. I, I actually didn't like this movie the first time I watched it by yeah. myself, just because of how much it feels like it has to baby you, even exactly. though it's a baby mode concept. I was about to say, <laughs> baby mode movie already, um, and then they're like holding your hand through the entire last third of the movie. I'm like, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, give, give me some credit you can, here. you can kind of ignore that on rewatches. <laughs> yeah. And if you're having fun with people, who, especially who hadn't seen it before, I think it's really fun it's still like a really fun subversive like horror shenanigans kind of movie um a shenaniganizer (laughs) shenaniganizer exactly and i think it works in a really cool way as like a Somewhat blunt metaphor for like film production and everything, which again, pretty pretty obviously, but very Drew Goddard thing. Yeah, today. very Drew Goddard. Um, I liked it. I ended up giving it a four out of five. I also gave it a four out of five. Wow, that's uh, so cool, Micah. Then up next, <laughs> up what did next, you watch, Revy? I watched a little a little ditty called Vortex. A little ditty. Feel <laughs> it feels wrong to refer to a Gaspar Noe film as a little ditty. <laughs> uh yes my favorite constructor of little bitties (laughs) right um but yeah it's vortex which i believe is his latest movie um it came out in 2021 but it stars uh daria argento which is pretty cool crazy crazy i didn't know he was in it until i started the movie and his name came up in the credits i was like oh that's crazy it's the argento man up to these days um but yeah apparently given good performances in this movie you know Uh, but yeah, it, it is, for those who don't know what Vortex is, it uses um, a lot of split screens. It's kind of a drama about like this old couple who live together in an apartment um, I don't know. It's very cool, very sad. Uh, like, I, I did not expect it to be so emotional. Like, the split-screen g- gimmick, I guess you would call it, um, feels like it would kind of take away from some of the, like, undercut some of the emotional beats, but it actually serves it really well at pretty much every turn. So I was pleasantly surprised. Um, I think it handles its themes of, like, drug abuse and memory and, like, love and everything in a very interesting way. Um, and it's, I, I think it's a phenomenal movie. I think everyone should give it a try if they're up to it. There you go. He Uh, thinks everyone should give it a try. (laughs) Um, and I, I ended up giving it a four out of five. It's not, not quite there entirely. It's a very, um, like contemplative movie. Um, but I think it's really great for what it is. Um, so yeah, four out of five. Then up next on the 25th, we watched The Departed. Departed. The Departed. <laughs> oh uh, this is a rewatch for me. Uh, first watch for Robbie. Yeah. Um, first time seeing The Departed. The Departed. Robbie. <laughs> oh my God. <gosh. laughs> you can't say The Departed. The Departed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what a what a goofy movie. What a fun movie. It's it's probably in my opinion one of the weaker Scorsese movies. Yeah. But solely solely just because I don't think it balances its tone <laughs> as well as it could. And that's like it. That's my. Uh, that's like literally that's probably my only problem it, yeah. with it uh it's so much fun and like the act like all the performers and actors are giving really fantastic performances um, Matt Damon is really fun in this for some reason. Matt Damon rules uh, in this, dude. <laughs> DiCaprio is really fun. Uh, Nicholson I was about to say Jack insane. Nicholson is a great actor as usual. <laughs> for some reason, Mark Wahlberg is even fun in this. Mark Wahlberg is giving, like, the other guys in this. <laughs> just so funny uh, to me. <laughs> but it's just, it's just a goofy little movie. I love how absolutely insane the premise is, like, as it goes on, just how goofy levels it takes it to. I had no clue clue what the departed was about um outside of like the little plot summary you gave me and i was like this is crazy what the heck <laughs> robbie it's about the catholic church uh if you could think of, if you could even believe if it you from believe scorsese. scorsese movie would be about the catholic church i can't believe it it's v- uh, the, the catholic church via metaphor about the mob who hmm. would have thought? <laughs> hmm. Where have I heard that before? <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I love it. It's yeah. it's fun. It's the really mass. it's really really good. Yeah. It's weird that it's the most Oscar award-winning Scorsese movie and the only one he's ever won Best Director for. That's crazy. But at the same time, it's still a really fantastic like, movie, and I can see it being popular with mass audiences. Yeah, I was about to say I can't really like criticize it because it's a pretty like flawless movie um, by all accounts like from a technical standpoint um, but like it just didn't connect with me as much as I wanted to and it's partially I think because of its tone but yeah, yeah it just never has the tension it needs to yeah. uh, but I give it a four and a half out of five I ended up giving it a four out of five no five which is, is I think it's funny that I followed it up with something <laughs> that I gave a five <laughs> I think I think uh, I think you'll I think you'll appreciate it more on a rewatch yeah probably uh, up next on the 25th I watched uh, *Inglorious Bastards. Oh my. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Uh, if you can imagine. Yes, um, I can imagine. This, was, this is another one. I think this was like the seventh. I don't know. I, I don't, something. I don't know. You're watching so many of his movies, I, I dude. think that's too many. I think it's like the sixth <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah. I only have a couple more of his movies that I haven't seen. Uh, but this one we had had for a while, and I was very interested. i had heard very good things. I know a lot of people who it's like their favorite. Uh, and it's. I could see why. It's really really fantastic i think especially for like a mass audience kind of situation it is probably like best case scenario of all of tarantino's tendencies good um like all of his all of his really over-the-top violence is great here all of his very hollywood-esque writing styles really work well here um because of the nature of the story you avoid a lot of his more gross problematic tropes Mm. um and I don't know it's very cathartic, it's very fun. It balances its tone extremely well. it's yeah. very well paced cool. it pulls off like a multi part coming together at the end revenge kind of quest. a difficult in a do. very cool way, and I love how goofy it is in its ending like how how over the top they take its ending. It's very cathartic, it's very cool um one of one of the best movies having to deal with Nazis that I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you got them all ranked apparently. <laughs> Green rooms right up there. Well, that's neo Nazis. right? It's a different category. Wow. You know? Like they're, they're both as bad. That's but funny. You gotta like you gotta like you know you, you gotta, gotta, gotta are, draw a line. You're neo Nazis and you're Nazis. Wow. <laughs> uh, but no, this 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 rocks a lot. It's not my favorite, but it is one of I think his best. Um, I gave it a five out of five. There you go. I feel like that's I feel like that's a must watch of. Just, just movies. Oh wow! Okay. Like I think that is one of like just the best. <laughs> wow. Okay. I mean, I was excited for it before, but I mean, I guess I need to put some priority on it. Um, yeah, sounds cool. Uh, and then after that, we watched a little film called Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead for the very first time. The British people never seen it before, but the British they sure can make comedy. Let me tell you. My my second uh, Edgar Wright directed movie. I think this is a pretty brilliant, like, genre blend. Like, I I was impressed at how well, like, it handles its horror tropes and, like, comedy tropes at the same time. Yeah, it's a, it's a classic. Um, yeah. I really love what it's doing. A lot of the time, I think it's really, really funny in the it's first, so funny, like, 30 dude. minutes. It's, like, <laughs> like, non-stop laughs. Yeah. My biggest problem with it is, like, after it becomes... I mean, you'll hear this from most people who talk about this movie. After it becomes, like, full-on zombie, it, it kind of loses a lot of its like back-to-back humor and feels a little unengaging in terms of a zombie movie yeah but at the same time it's still like there's still really good humor worked into it I was about to say the visual like flair and flavor that Edgar Wright always brings to his projects is still there in the like last third of the movie which is the most boring part of the movie but it's it's still a very engaging watch for me and I do I do kind of agree with uh, Yossi's review uh, friend of the friend podcast, Jesse, go check out uh, the Princess Bride episode. Yeah, um, where he he describes that it kind of feels like it's it, 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 nothing. Fe- he says nothing about it feels cheap, and it seems to use the budget incredibly well. Uh, but it does have a sense of reaching further than its means, mm, uh, yeah. which, I, which I would agree with. And I don't know why I would agree with that. Like, because again, it's pretty, it's pretty small scale. From, from like a theoretical standpoint, like the whole... Uh, holding up at the bar thing makes sense but like it does yeah I think that's probably where I get that feeling the most it's like because they're at the bar for so long I was about to say it really doesn't make that much sense for them to go to the bar (laughs) and then they spend like most of the time of the movie yeah they spend well not most of the time of the movie I know but like it feels they spend like a good 20 or 25 minutes at the bar which is a lot of the movie for a location that doesn't really bring a whole lot of comedy with it or a lot of interesting tension as a location in the zombie apocalypse yeah no, I honestly, I think with just like a different location choice for the finale, I think you could have had a slightly more interesting movie, but I think it would really would have just been marginal. I but think yeah. it's a fun time. Regardless. I think I think it's really fun. Yeah. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but when it's, when it's really funny, it is really, really funny. Simon Pegg is uh, so, so good. Simon Pegg and Nick oh Frost. My gosh. Great stuff. <laughs> um. <laughs> like I was blown away at how good his physical performance and vocal performance was in this. He's amazing. I gave it a 4 out of five. I ended up giving it a five out of five. Okay. I'm like, Departed, not quite there. <laughs> Shaun of the Dead, easy yeah, five. Yeah, I don't know about that one already. Uh, <laughs> then on the 26th, um, I tuned in, it was technically the same day, just <laughs> later that night, uh, I tuned in to the hit American comedy. Whoa. Uh, 21 Show Jump Street. Show some pride for <laughs> the old USA, this is, the, already, this is my American pride. It's 21 Jump Street. <laughs> Um, um, how a 21 jump street made me a national <laughs> <laughs> Phil Lord and Chris Miller <laughs> coming out with uh, this is I think the first live action movie I've seen from them I mean they haven't done they haven't actually they haven't directed much, very yeah. many movies um, I mean I've seen Lego movie I've seen I mean Paddy that was their Jets first live action movie yes um, and man it's so much fun I love 21 jump street I think it's uh, this actually is like back-to-back just funny. I can't it's wait so to funny. watch it, dude. And <laughs> the in the cast with uh especially Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum, I I really like the two of them as comedic actors a lot. And in this they work really well together. Nice. Um, along with like the rest of the side cast being really goofy and fun. I was about to say the two of them are really good actors, but they get paired with annoying material sometimes. Yes. And I mean there there are some things that could easily fall into some annoying writing tropes yeah. like especially with our friendship where they kind of have like a downbeat of oh now they're not friends anymore mm, the but, third like, act breakup yeah, kind the of third thing. Up, oh, the no. third act breakup but it, it lasts like 12 minutes oh, okay uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know like the entire drama around it in general Yeah but uh I really, I don't know. I really just love what it's doing. I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller's writing a lot. And while they're probably a little bit stronger directors in animation, they're just as good at, like making this just a really memorable really fun movie and i, I cannot wait it. to watch 22 jump Street. i have a sinking feeling that like the jump street movies are going to be like all-time favorites of mine when i go when i finally get around to them because they seem so, like such like in my realm of comedy they're so funny <laughs> i love it um i give it a four and a half out of five very nice very nice uh and then we watched aliens and then we watched aliens <laughs> wow can you even believe it we watched aliens twice two times that's so crazy that's like as many alien movies that that we've covered on the (laughs) podcast that's crazy but yeah that's that's what we watched this week What we watched Um, some good movies uh yeah go 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 watch some good go movies. Watch some good movies. Uh, go watch go watch a scream movie. Go watch scream go 6, watch, dude. Go watch glorious bastards if you're, if, up, if you're up for any of these. I realize that most of these we, are yeah, ra- we, actually. We watched all rated R yeah, movies. Yeah, literally over every the past movie past I went over that are is rated R. <laughs> I am sorry, mother. Um, but yeah, no, there's some great stuff this time around. Um, go watch the special edition of Aliens if you've never seen it before cuz it's uh, definitely worth your time if you love aliens like the theatrical cut you're going to love it even more. <laughs> Think. um but yeah go watch go watch go check out submarine see what you think of that <laughs> probably like the cleanest movie on this list really yeah that's funny <laughs> uh but yeah we'll catch you guys uh in the next episode thanks yeah. for listening bye bye